Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hello. Welcome to the Faith Lift Sisters. I'm, I've got my NPR voice on this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the book of John today. We are talking about um, the woman caught in adultery. Um, and there's a little bit of mystery along with this text, right? Because mm-hmm. um, in John, there's a note here that this is not this is not in all of the earliest. This passage is not in all of the earliest manuscripts. Um, but there was plenty of reason and plenty of um, I don't know support to say that this could be that this is appropriate in this text. Did I say that right? Yeah, well, it was in right. some, but it wasn't. But it was also in quite a few others, yeah. right? And so the fact that it wasn't in every single one, they're just pointing that out, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a little bit of academic mystery there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Terry, do you want to start us out, um, John eight? Yep, I'll read verses one through eleven. Great. Um, first of all, just the religious leaders. Um, had talked to each other about uh, trying to trick Jesus. And then each one went to his own home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone. Uh, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, "Let any one of you who was without sin be the first to throw a stone at her." Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. This passage has so many questions in it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So many questions. Like, what is he writing? Who is this woman? Where is the co-conspirator in her act of sin? Mm-hmm. My goodness, there, I don't, it just makes me think question mm-hmm. after question after question. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just speaking on that, it's like, according to Leviticus, both are supposed to be brought before the temple and both weren't. It was just the woman this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And did you notice when they said to, when they quoted the scripture, it says the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. And that's not true. That is not what the law of Moses says. The law of Moses says stone the man and the woman. Yep. 
So they've, they've left something out there too. Mm. That could, uh, it reminds me of when, what we were talking about yesterday, where, um, or maybe the day before, where the Samaritan, when Jesus asks the Samaritan woman, where's your husband? And she says, I have no husband. And he's like, you're right. You don't have a husband. You've had five. You've had five. So yeah. here, right. It's like picking and choosing what the truth is. Mm-hmm. What and parts of the law exactly, are we going to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what these men are doing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I, to I be honest, somewhere. sometimes we do now, right? I think we cherry pick a little bit too. Yeah. I like this mm-hmm. part. I don't like that part. You know, so we focus on what we like and we kind of push aside what we don't. Mm-hmm. It's human nature. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I read something a while ago that said, <clears throat> excuse me, that the man was not brought because he was used to set up the woman so that they can, quote unquote, catch her in the act and trick Jesus. And it says that, you know, they, they did this to trick him into saying something wrong or um, as they do throughout the, and, you know, throughout his life those three years, they're always trying to trick him to say something uh, wrong so they can accuse him and eventually put him to death. But there's no, it doesn't exactly say anywhere about what, where the man was. Yeah. But just for us to notice, yeah. How come he wasn't brought? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It makes me wonder if he was part of that crew. Yeah. Was he one of them? And so, they protected him and they left him out of it. Um, if he wasn't a part of a trap, a plan in the first place, maybe that's the explanation. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. It is. But the terrible thing is that they're, they're trying to trap Jesus so that they can take him to the Romans and have him killed. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get him to do something that would justify getting rid of him. Um, and, and I, that's kind of the underlying current of this. It's the underlying current, but the other part of it is they're willing to let this woman die. Oh, yeah. She's just a That's pawn. No matter, right. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference to them. Mm-hmm. And not only are they willing to let her die, but they're willing to participate in her death oh, to yeah. kill her. Like, that's that's right. just ew. That's icky. It is ew. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I um, hadn't really thought too deeply about someone being stoned to death. I did now, you know, during looking at this and studying this, I just thought, I kind of pictured myself like huddled up in kind of like a fetal position, just trying to protect myself in any way I could protect my face. And I don't think they were little uh, hand, you know, little stones. No. I think they, they were, were pretty good-sized stones. And how long does it take to have people throwing stones at you until you die? And I, if I remember correctly, they would dig a partial hole and, like, cover your feet and your legs so you had to stay there. Like, you were essentially planted where they had you so that you could not get away. Like, you were where you were. For the entirety of the time. So it's not like you could even curl up into a ball. You had like up to your knees or something was in the ground. Am I making that remember, up? Did I dream that? Do you remember when we, when the mm. Taliban was so active in Afghanistan 
and they they showed pictures of women being stoned to death in a stadium. Do you remember any of those videos? They basically mm-hmm. buried her up to the shoulders. Up to the shoulders. Yeah, and and so it was all head. You know, they they just threw the stones at her head until she was killed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a pretty brutal, um, painful um, form of punishment, form of death. Nothing merciful about that. No, not even a little bit. Not even a tiny bit. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. Jesus steps in. Yes. Jesus steps in here, and he just says. Um, okay, so who wants to start? Who has never sinned before? Mm-hmm. I love that he just very gently calls people out. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you're right. That's, that's kind, of what it's, kind of what it says in that, right? But who's the one who can justify mm-hmm. doing this? Yeah, he doesn't excuse her sin. Mm-mm. You know, he doesn't argue on her behalf. He, he, he's not her advocate that way. He just says, okay, she, you caught her in adultery. Okay, so who here has never sinned? You, you throw the first stone. Right. Yeah. And then I love the fact that he just bends down and starts writing in the dirt, starts right? Writing. Because it's yeah. not like he's going to, you know, give his God stare and like, mm-hmm. you know, you, it was you and you, yeah. and, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. He just was there. What yeah. do you think he was writing? Well, there's all kinds of speculation about that. Some people think the law. You know, he was writing out the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he was writing out that, that verse in Leviticus that says, if you catch somebody in adultery, bring them both. And pointing out that, you know, he's aware that they haven't done things properly. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to accuse one, you've got to accuse two. I heard, what else have uh, you guys heard? someone say once that he maybe he was writing down their individual sins that's what i think i think he was writing down their individual sins and i I, think that's one of the reasons that they were falling off one by one because he would like write somebody's sin uh, probably didn't put a name to it because that's not how he rolled right but like put somebody's sin gluttony thievery you know whatever and so it was like well shoot that was me gotta go (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, because if he would have put the names connected to it, they would have been like taking their shoe and going over it or something right. like, to erase it. A big yeah. sneeze. So yeah, that, you know. <laughs> <Do it. laughs> so, yeah. so there's different ways to engage in scripture. And one of the ways is called imaginative prayer. And I was actually in this piece of scripture as I was doing that. And imaginative prayer, what you do is you... Um, Imagine yourself as someone who's in that story. Are you one of the Pharisees who's dragging this woman out and accusing her? Are you someone in the crowd who has the stone raised and ready to kill somebody? Who are you in this story, right? And when I was imagining it, I imagined myself right next to Jesus, and he's writing in the sand, and I mean, people's the stones are raised, they're ready to go. And I'm the one who's supposed to interpret what's what he's writing. And mm-hmm. I look down and it's like, I go, okay. And I look down and it says, knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Like, that's quite an imagination. Uh, yeah. God, you can't write knock knock. You can't do that right now. You can't do knock knock jokes in the middle. They're going to kill all of us. Like it's like those stones could fly here too. And I just remember going, really, I get a knock knock joke like in the middle of this. And, <laughs> and so I was telling a friend of ours, Donetta, and she goes, Rosemary, just press into that. Press in a little bit more. And I was like, okay. And so, um, I went just was praying again. And then it was like, knock, knock. And I went, okay, who's there? And he wrote, Jesus. Okay. Jesus who? He said, Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the word, the truth, the vine, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, um, Prince of Peace. It just kept flowing out the bread of life. And I mean, for like a long time, that whole day, it kind of kept, oh, he's the bread of life. Oh, he's this. Oh, he's that. And it was just such an amazing experience. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. I love that story, Rosemary. I know. It was, me too. Like, I'm still going like, oh, this is awesome. God, you're so good. Mm-hmm. And, and so just like encouraging people, especially in these narratives, put yourself in that place. Who are you? You might be a Pharisee. You might be accusing somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and just and just a different way to engage in scripture. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I know. I that thought I had a knock-knock joke, and I, it was way more important, and I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. God knows that you're the one, Rosemary, to of send a knock-knock joke to. Even that's yeah. me, I would like shut my Bible and say, obviously not meant for me today. <laughs> well, and I'll be honest, I was kind of hurt about it. I was like, really? I I I get the knock-knock joke? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was way more than that. And it's like, oh, knocking the door will be open. That was another part. And it's like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it will. Oh, yes, it will. And it just kept opening. Yeah. So awesome. But that's how your mind rolls. Like that's, if you have a conversation with Rosemary, it's going to wind, you know, some, that's, you might have a Right. I love that God speaks to us in our languages. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, he knows how to get a hold of me. He knows mm-hmm. how to speak to my heart. He knows what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. What would he have written for us? Not necessarily like to condemn us or anything like that, but how would he have connected with you guys? Usually question. if it's correction for me, I, I, I hear this very quiet voice say, are you sure you want to do that? Mm. Are you sure you want to say that? It's always, he always leaves it up to me, my choice. But I get, that's the, over the 60 years I've walked with the Lord, I cannot tell you how many times I've had those questions Mm. rise up in me. Are you sure? Mm. Are you sure you believe that? Are you sure you think that? I mean, over and over, that's, that's the thing. So for me, it's a, that always makes me stop. It did the very first time, and it still does to this day. It makes me stop and say, oh, okay, Lord, help me with this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it turns me to him. That question turns me right to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So he, I think, yeah, he knows exactly how to approach us exactly, and that's how he does it, mm-hmm. you know. He knows that if he did that to me with a knock-knock joke, I wouldn't know what to do with that. That wouldn't, 
Right. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be able to go deeper in that. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, this is just my wild imagination and I'm not going to hear from God today. Yeah, I'd probably be repenting for a week. What did I do, Lord? But <laughs> 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 I would miss here like that. You know, I really thought that actually. There's a week in between when these happened. It didn't happen back to back. I was like, what? I get a knock-knock joke. It was like, and and you said something really important, Angie. It seems like it's whatever he writes, whatever you imagine that way when he's trying, he's trying to turn you back to him. Yeah, to turn God. you to him. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's because what he tells. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. I was just going to say that's what he tells the woman, too. He's like, I don't condemn you. These people couldn't condemn you. I don't condemn you, even though he had every right mm-hmm. to condemn. To condemn. Um, but he says, I don't condemn you. Now go and leave your life of sin. Mm-hmm. So he's like, turn away from what you've been doing because this is wrong very clearly, but it's just turn it around, walk away. Yeah, he addressed the sin and that, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and said, turn around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Second chance. Here's your second chance. Now take it. Right. Yeah. And for some of us, your 50,000th chance. chance. <laughs> you know? Well, it could have yeah. been more than that for her, too, but this one she got caught at. So, yeah. Right. I wonder how she was feeling. Well, she Can you even imagine? Wait, yeah. all three. Go ahead. <laughs> Before or after? Uh, maybe after is what I was I was thinking about before all of it I guess yeah but I think I th- after like once Jesus did this she kind of probably don't you think she was sort of like just in a daze just shocked overwhelmed I mean she went there thinking they were going to kill her she was going to be stoned to death and then they all walk away and Jesus says go and leave your life of sin I'm not going to condemn you go you know repent change Term. Do you think she worried about what would happen after Jesus wasn't around anymore? Or do you think she saw that she was part of the trap? Because I think I would have been like, man, these people were going to kill me and this guy stopped it, but this guy's not going to be around forever. Mm, good point. Maybe I time to relocate. Next, right. Like <laughs> I can't stand next to this gentleman for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do after he leaves? I wonder if she became one of his followers. That's a good question. It is a good know. question. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly some of the things that happen with me when I've done something and I realize my true position and when I'm without Jesus, it is not going to work. Yeah. But if I just turn and follow him, I, things are much better. I don't know. I'm sure she would have been reluctant to leave him, though, I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I know I would have. So <laughs> it would have been like if he says go and said no more, it's like, can I stay? I'll make you sushi or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'll make you sushi. <laughs> I don't know. I like you're like, I can do things here. <laughs> By the way, I can't make sushi. That would be terrible. Making sushi is very hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. worth it just to buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's that's a pretty clear call to her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I condemn you, or I don't, I condemn you. That's not what he said. <laughs> I, I do not condemn you. 
Now go and leave your life of sin. Mm-hmm. There's and a that's quote. Like, I was just going to say, that's like where the movie closes, right? It gets dark. Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. There, there's a quote by Tony Evans. He says, we do not obey God in order to earn forgiveness. Rather, grace and mercy are to motivate us towards obedience. Mm-hmm. So it's like he took away the sin and then told her how to move. Mm-hmm. Oh, God is so good. Yes, Amen. he is. On that, on that note, Terry, do you want to go ahead and close this out? I just don't know how we can top that. Like, God's um, good. I think I just it. want to add it, though, just a, a piece. We yeah. don't need to live in condemnation, period, ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is turn towards Jesus. That's all right. we have to do. Um, right. So I guess that's a piece of, like, application, putting this in. Yeah. We don't ever, he never expects us to live there. No. Anyway, and, um, at that point, one of the things I think is that she found some peace in her life. She found forgiveness. She found some peace. Um, so as Jesus forgave the woman caught in adultery, and as he forgives us of our sins, when we accept Jesus as our Redeemer and Savior, we get the peace of God. So um, it's just been coming to my mind all week when I've been going through this um, study. And I'm just going to read, I'm going to pray and ask a blessing over everybody who's listening and you ladies. And and the Lord's been bringing it to my mind all week. So here it is. Um, Probably familiar to a lot of people. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, and may he be gracious to you, and may he lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Lord, I just pray for the peace that comes with um, your salvation, with the redemption that you give us, with changed lives. Just pray for everyone that's listening, that they would have the same peace that he offers to each one. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. <laughs>